Hey, Dr. Drew here. Head on over to store.ymhstudios.com and check out the great new merch we have. It's all new, Dr. Drew After Dark gear. Even a testy that spent time in the wrong place, I worry about. That's kind of what I was telling him to sort of make sure urologist looked at it and thought about it a little bit. It's, it's, it's unlikely to be a big deal, but uh, I will piss on you beat, you, Lucas. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. After Dark. As always, we appreciate the great voice messages and emails you send me. The, of course, emails are drafterdark uh, at gmail.com and the voice messages at 818-253-1693. We're going to do a bunch of them today. I've got a whole stack of emails. And I really do, actually, I really do appreciate you guys sending this stuff in. I, I know these are not things you can typically ask your doctor or anybody else for that matter. And that's what we like creating here. Right, boys? That's right, Drew. Welcome. Gentlemen, everybody good in the booth? Oh yeah, we're uh, we're living it. Dude. I hear Nadab. How about the other two gentlemen in there? Doing great. Good at large. Okay, good. Wait, hold on. I think there's someone else in here. I have a bomb ass pussy. Ah, well, um, I feel like I'm back on radio again because back in the day when I would uh, repeat something or say something, somebody would make a note, make a drop out of it, and then many hundreds of things were to follow. Uh, totally out of context. If you want to know how fake news is created, Nadav is doing it right now, guys. This it's is disgusting. fake news. What was I, it is disgusting. What, what was I talking about with the bomb-ass pussy? Um, I think, I'm sure I was reading something, right? Well, yeah, someone was, yeah. I think someone was just talking about how their pussy was so bomb. How, how do I... How did I even read that? You know what I mean? Why This shows you what... It's another layer of the desensitization of YMH, right? It's one thing to watch these videos and not be horrified. It's another thing to hear these voice messages and not cringe. But that I can read that and just push right through it like, yeah, okay, she's a bomb-ass pussy. Anyway, so what else you know, What else for lunch? No, yeah, Drew, yeah. sometimes yeah. We, we write letters or we write emails in there just to get you to say certain combinations of words and sentences that we could isolate later. That's not true. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, speaking of uh, later, uh, my daughter and I wrote a book. Oh. I want you all to see this. It's called uh, It Doesn't Have to Be Awkward. It's a real book. It's a hardback book. It's widely reviewed, and it's getting pretty good play. And... Uh, Please do get it. It's, it's designed. It's not designed so much for this audience unless you have kids. Um, it is a uh, a much gentler, kinder romp through the material we get into here. Um, more designed for like a 15 to 18 year old uh, and maybe parents as well, so they can uh, understand how to deal with these their their youngins. Um, but it's good. We feel good about it. My daughter helped me write it, and I when they came to me, it originally was a book about consent, and uh, it sort of expanded out to sort of more about how to have healthy relationships. Uh, at the time, which was about, it was pre-COVID, it was like a year, nine months before COVID, consent was a big issue, right? It was right during the, all the Me Too stuff and consent, consent, consent. There was a lot of confusion amongst young people about you know, what do you do for consent? I mean, if you look at the South Park episodes back then, consent's a big issue and they, and they of course, predict the future accurately. Um, but uh, we sort of went from there. And when they asked me to write the book, uh, I said, you know, you ought to get somebody younger in here with me. And let's get my daughter. She's a writer. She went to Columbia. She, you know, let, let her write this thing. And she did a great job. So please, again, it doesn't have to be awkward. It 
Dr. Drew, Susan, P- and Paulina Pinsky. Yeah, I remember you, you uh, talking about writing that with her. Really? No kidding. I, no, I, yeah. So there, we talk about. <laughs> I think I'm in a fugue state when I'm here most of the time. Is that possible? Like I, like, like you don't remember. I don't remember almost saying. anything. Like I, I, I walk in here, the bubble goes down, the lights <laughs> come up, and I just go into a fugue, and then I leave it all behind. Because if I thought about it afterwards, I don't think I'd sleep at night. So uh, thank a, you for that, everybody. Thank you for that. That's interesting that you go into a fugue state. Do you remember saying this last time you were oh, in shit. here? shit. My boyfriend has a pretty big dick. Well, that sounds like something that opens many uh, emails. <laughs> so um, this one, this one, speaking of dicks, uh, this, I, first of all, you just, what caught uh, the, the headline for this one is Dick Stuck Inside, okay? Oh, boy. Yeah, so let, I just, you know, thank you for that transition, Nadav. Well done. You're welcome. But what I like most, I haven't even read this email yet, but what I like is the uh, greeting, which is, Hi, Dr. Hitler and Booth Hitlers. Booth Hitlers. I like that. Well done. Uh, my girlfriend loves to play around with my boss. You know, it's not you guys that write things to make me say things. You understand the emailers, probably when they hear their emails and hear me saying some of the things they put down in writing, are just gleeful delighted right oh yeah there's people that take credit for some of the best drops that we yeah have, they you know? get they get the delight that you get as well okay girlfriend loves to play around with my ball bag and pee pee she's a real ball hog but really she's been obsessed with pushing my flaccid pee pee into her body I wonder what that means hmm. this worries me because when i was a kid i heard a story about someone doing this and his pee pee got stuck inside so i'm not going to read further let's just all think about for a section second all and Annie's a great example of this. Like, why does Annie squat over the toilet? Because when he saw the movie It as a kid, it freaked him out and he can't get the thought out of his head. So just when you have to hear these weird stories as a child and it becomes some sort of weird preoccupation that you can't stop, can't adjust to, realize A, it probably wasn't true, B, check the source, C, think about really what they were probably talking about. So let's see in this case what it was. Um heard about someone doing this and his pee-pee got stuck inside i, I think he means a, a flaccid pee-pee in the vagina okay i'm guessing i'm afraid of this even though she says she grasps my foreskin so she oh my god it's like like riding a horse she i'm afraid of this even though she says she grasped my foreskin so she can pull my dick out if anything were to from what side I don't know, but this guy must must have a huge prepuce. Uh, We both put that on a loop. We both laugh and usually end up blowing our loads in and around each other. Could my peepee get stuck in? Could my peepee get stuck inside me? Oh, I see. Uh, Okay, so here's the deal. Um, She is pushing the plastic. She's turning his penis into a, a doorbell. You get it? Into it. Oh, so she, the force she's pulling the foreskin over and pushing the penis back into the into the body. He must not have a large peni. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, so this is the opposite of the drop that we actually My boyfriend has a pretty big dick. It's the opposite, and yet it did prompt me reading this email. So um PP getting stuck inside. Interesting. No, I don't see how that could happen. I don't see how that could happen. Interesting you got that story. Um she holds on to the foreskin, so she's holding the foreskin and pushing the pee-pee in. My biggest question is why? Why are we doing this? What You're is asking that? the right questions, Drew. Yeah, you know, what is this doing? Anybody have any opinion about what this might be doing for them? I'm, I may not even be the, he said flaccid penis, so it's not an arousal thing. It's like, uh, ding dong, anybody home? Well, from everything <sighs> that I've heard, uh, I mean, I've never, you know, 
I've never had this? a girlfriend that just liked to play with it in a non-sexual way. But no, they, they seem to sexualize this in some weird way, but okay. But I feel like there's also a part of that email where uh, I think I understand the whole getting stuck part. Because I think I remember when uh, when I was a kid like and everyone was discovering their boners and stuff. They're like, oh, have you tried putting it in this? Have you tried putting it in that? And the big thing was like, don't put it in a bottle because if you get it hard in the bottle, then yeah. you won't be able to get it. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I think there's a little bit of mind. There mold. must be some weird <laughs> like that, but 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 that actually can happen. So what can happen is if you put like to have from C rings also, if you put something too tight around the penis, it can actually not just become uh, engorged with blood, but start to swell, and then it starts to cut off its bone blood supply, and then it gets more inflamed. That's a problem. <laughs> so yeah, you don't want to just put the pee in anything, right? Right. Not just in, well, you could put it in any V, just don't put it in any. I, I how would we look up? As a, how would you Google <laughs> penis pushed into pelvis? Just like that. Or penis pushed into, I don't know how you do it, because there's a ligament there. There's a, there's a thing there that holds it. You just go over to images. You can't even do it. You can't even do it. Penis pushed into pelvis. Yeah. Nah, this is just showing penises. Yeah, nah. There's nothing. Uh, by the way, you want to give yourself Peronis I and mean, do aggressive stuff like that. So, all right. Anyway, uh, another uh, email that uh, is <laughs> help me understand this one. Hi, Doctor Drew and Doctor Jew. That's me. Ah, okay, got it. One day, I decided to run an experiment and ate nothing but corn for two days. Fantastic! I didn't see a single kernel in any of my browns. Can I ask what is up with that? Um, you digested the corn. That's what's up with that. Not everyone has to have kernels every time. Right. Well, is it that everyone is able to, to not – like everyone can see corn in their browns? No. Or is it that some people can – just like how I, asparagus guessing, only makes some people. Yes, I'm out. guessing it's some of that. But I'm also guessing uh, it might have to do with the you know how well cooked the corn is and how fresh it is and that kind of stuff. I mean, if you have essentially a barely cooked – you know, corn on the cob that's fresh, I'm thinking that would be harder to digest. Mm. So it's more cellulose, that kind of thing. When you've broken down the cellulose with, with um, heat or duration, I'm guessing that that's easier to digest. We don't, we don't digest cellulose. All right. Uh, these are really good emails. I can't, can't stop reading them. I don't orgasm when I come. Zach, hello, mommy. Last October, I had gonorrhea for two weeks. I'm a truck driver, and I started having a very sharp pain in my urethra. I was too embarrassed to tell my boss to get me home sooner. When I he didn't tell us how he got it. When I finally got home, I went I to I think he urgent, stuck his P in a V. I did. I think probably. Or an M. It's possibly an M or an A. You can get it all those places. Uh, but probably a V. He was at a truck, truck stop. V is available. When I finally got home, I went to an urgent care, tested positive for gonorrhea. I prescribed some antibiotics. My symptoms went away after a week or so. However, I still don't have an orgasm when I come. Wow. Wow. So that's kind of wild. Uh, is that something that's treatable or something I can live with? Love the show. Keep feathering it. Touch me through the fence and watch for waspies. Thank you, Zach, for getting the show. Um, he said, though, that he was he just knew he was positive for two weeks. No, no, no. He tested positive for gonorrhea, prescribed antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Symptoms went away after a week or so, but he's left with the inability to have the sensation of orgasm but still releases... I need to know more. So I'm wondering if he's still producing. Maybe he thinks he's coming and is just producing pus or something. You know, that happens. Oh, wait, you could come pus? You could just release pus if you have still ongoing infection. That's one of the... Could it ever feel good? It's a really interesting... Well, he doesn't feel that good because he's not having an orgasm, right? 
Um, I, I have you. You are stumping me, my friend. Let's look up. Let's look it up. Let's look up. I'm gonna uh, Google coming out. No, post. no, no orgasm after gonorrhea. Orgasmic or no orgasm after gonorrhea. Let's try, try that. See if anybody's. Yeah, it's not auto filling. Uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Mm. Here, after effects of gonorrhea. Infertility in men, but that's from the testes. Infection that spreads, babies, probably. Nothing, nothing like that. Complications in babies. Yeah, no, no, there's our complications. How long does it take to fully recover? Uh, Two weeks, usually. Up to two weeks, yeah, yeah. But you sometimes have to repeat the antibiotics, and there are some antibiotic-resistant gonorrheas out there. So Mm. I'm actually wondering. Oh, right, super gonorrhea. Yeah, gonorrhea that kick your ass. Uh, so let's see, let's up, just look up orgasm and gonorrhea. Look at the two words, see if anything comes up. Orgasm, gonorrhea, uh, gonorrhea spread, blah, blah, blah. How do you get it? Gonorrhea. No, nothing. Whoa. Interesting. Hold, what? What's even really interesting to me is that on plannedparenthood.org, yeah. they're using the term pre-cum. Is that a scientific term? Yeah. I mean, really? It, I wouldn't call it scientific, but but pre semen maybe pre ejaculate, but pre cum is commonly used. It's a commonly used thing, and it, and it, and in place, and I I bet they got that quote from Planned Parenthood. It looks like just because the next citation is Planned Parenthood, they try to use lingo that everybody understands. So and everyone gets pre cum. No, well, uh, most people do to some extent. The question is whether it's laden with sperm or not. And some people, it's highly concentrated in sperm, and some there's all, all barely none. But you can't predict which you're at, and people change from time to time. So you have to assume that any contact without a condom can result in pregnancy and STD. That's what they're. They, oh. let, let's read it. Let's read this. Gonorrhea can be passed even if the penis doesn't go all the way into the vagina or anus. Main ways to get gonorrhea from having vaginal sex, anal sex, or oral sex. Remember, it said the V, the A, or the, or the M, the mouth. Interesting. So some pre cum could be even more cummy than normal cum. You know, people have made that case. I don't think that's really true. But it can be enough, certainly enough, to give a pregnancy. And uh, Zach, I'm sorry you're suffering with this. I would go back to the doctor for sure. How you would get a neurological problem from this, I'd have to. I'd be worried about prostate abscesses. I'd be worried about all kinds of things, that you're still producing pus and not semen. I, I don't know. There's something very, very, very not right. Um, but take a look at it. Um, so... Uh, yeah, and, and know that there is resistant gonorrhea out there, and so one course of antibiotics may not have been enough for you. Boy, that's interesting. Let mm-hmm. me, you know, let me, let me pitch this hypothetical Uh-oh. to you. <laughs> pitch. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because you know, there's a, I feel like a lot of transference happens when there's a lot of movement, you know, from from column A to column B and all. That. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, from V to A. From you know, from column P to column V. Let's say that right when when there's a lot of movement between the what two. What is column P? Penis, right? When P goes in V. Yeah, when column P goes in column I'm, I'm, V. I'm, think, I'm always thinking P is the one that selects the column. You know what I'm saying? Column M, column A, column V. Oh, that's too... Too abstract? Yeah, that's too... Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You I'm, win, just, I'm just talking about so let's say penises. It, in, say it in English. Okay, so let's I'm, say you know there's a lot of movement between dicks and vagus, right? A lot of movement. What does that mean? A lot of friction. You're going in, you're so going out. There's a lot of there's trauma. A lot of, there's a lot of There's a lot of, of potential trauma, particularly at the tip of the penis. That, that the tip is sort of trauma. Well, because I was just reminded yeah. of, of this. I'm, I'm watching, <laughs> what am I watching right now? I think I'm running through Alpha Dogs right now on Amazon. And uh, there, there's this Mormon girl that where the way that she has sex is she, um, is, is she, they do something called soaking. Have you heard of soaking? Tell me more. 
I'm fascinated. So apparently it's the movement that is actual sex, but putting a penis in a vagina is not wrong according to a, a certain sect of Mormonism. Oh, I see. So, so what they so do is they just put the penis yeah, in and then and they let, let it rest. soak in yeah. there. So, so the question is, can you get more or less pregnant from soaking? Well, a couple things. Um, a, a, I'm astonished at... <laughs> we, we used to get these all the time on Loveline, right? And we never astonished me all the different ways that people try to get around the technicalities of religion, right? right? And the classic one was we would get calls, particularly from... I'm, not, I'm just reporting. The I'm Catholic slave anal sex? Correct. As the way around uh, the V. that they, And Adam finally one day said... Um, look, the criteria you need to, <laughs> the criteria you need to use with whether or not that is sex is whether or not it makes the baby Jesus cry. If it makes the baby Jesus cry, you're having sex. And I would argue that soaking would make not just, uh, what's the prophet from Mormon, John, uh, oh, anyway, him, the prophet and Jesus cry from soaking. Both would cry if they knew you were soaking. Trust me, you were just... You are. You don't get to write in technicalities. You don't get to work around. Do workarounds. It's not what the point of religion was. The religion was is it, isn't about the letter necessarily. When they're specific about sexual practices, but okay. But, so they're soaking. I've learned something today. I love it. I'm going to write it but, down. But mm -hmm. I'm asking: Does the soaking in your oh, yeah, I didn't answer your question. in your medical so, opinion? So here's the deal. Well, are you more likely or less likely to contract STDs or the, a baby? the moment the V passes? The moment the P passes, passes the plane of the V, so we have a new letter in here, the P, the plane. When the plane of the V is passed, STDs and pregnancies are possible. The longer you stay inside, the greater the probability of transmission of an STD. And if you stay inside and soak, eventually something's going to come out of your pee-pee, which is full of sperm, and you're going to get pre pregnant. Plus, you're having pre-cum also that will also potentially get somebody pregnant. Now, so. with the soaking, maybe there's pre-cum, but there's no there's no coming inside of the V. So There can be, and these are young men. They're charged up. You know what I'm saying? But that's the whole point. Is that's I, I why understand. they're soaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's right. There's accidents, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're assuming, I mean, as we know, you know, you could be a Josh Potter. You could be a perfect seal there. But By, by the way, what, how is Josh? I've got so many people asking about him these days. Josh is good. Uh, I went on his show not too long I, ago. Why, he was supposed to put me on his show, and he never follows up. No, he told me that he want he wants you to be in there and doing. I, th I think I think there's just been some communication stuff. Where is he's not? Yes, he hasn't sent any communication. <laughs> That's the communication problem. Where, where where does he do it? Uh, they do it out of Sickler Studio in Santa Monica. Oh, that may be why he's he's because it'd be hard for me to get down there. Can we do it right. here next Friday? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, come on. Can we? Can we bring him on as a guest? Uh, yeah, we could definitely bring him on as a guest. I kind of feel like that might be a, a thing we should do, at least for a half a show or something. Sure. Yeah, let's bring him in here as a guest because people would strain. People are people are fascinated with Josh Potter. Who you isn't? Know? I don't want to meet people that that aren't fascinated right. by right. the specimen that and, he is. Right, and uh, we have to do a little follow up on his uh, wound. You know, we I need to do it. That's yeah, because I promise you, he has not taken care of it. I know, and so I got to give him some shit about that. So yeah, so let's bring him on in here uh, uh, next. Not not next show, but the show after. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll All see. Right. I think that's when he records his show, so that might be a little difficult. But we'll see what happens. Let's get him around. Look, we'll that. we'll get him on the show. All soon. right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm just. I'm, the email has been so good. I'm still going. One more. 
Hey Hitler, I'm a 26 year old male. I've been dealing with some severe skin issues. I had a scar release a couple weeks ago. Open wound covered only by bandages, no antibiotics. One night the wound tore open while sleeping, gushed blood, car patched it up, skin, blah, blah, blah. He didn't say where the... Oh, I've been hearing from people that they don't like it when you say blah, blah, blah when, oh, you, when you read the email because okay. they don't know what you're reading. Okay, <laughs> I, I am... Okay, thank you for that feedback. I no pre- problem, I, no I, and, and, pe- and by the way, people, I am somebody, viewers, listeners, I am open to feedback. And uh, I will happily read the entire email. The, my reason for doing that, just you know why I was doing it, mm-hmm. is because it's all usually what people think are important information is not important information. So I'm reading oh. blah, blah, blah. So it's like, uh, uh, my mom has a sore left foot. And, and so it, people, it's, it's really, it's actually kind of interesting. What people, <laughs> whenever you go to the doctor, you'll notice the doctor go, no, I need to know this. I need to know that. Because what you think we need to know to make an assessment is not what we need to know. So That's my mom has a sore foot and she goes, well, I cut my toenails three weeks ago and I've been drinking less milk lately and I didn't sleep so well last night and I twisted my ankle when I was a teenager. And anyway, so, I mean, you're just, you're just unloading stuff. I, and I know it's not that random typically, but we'll let you know what we need to know. We'll, we'll, we'll get you to it. Gotcha. Thank you uh, for the clarification. So here we are. I had a scar release. He hasn't, here's part of the problem. The re- one of the reasons I went blah, blah, blah on this one, is I don't know where the scar release was. He doesn't tell us. For a couple of weeks, had an open wound covered only by bandages with no antibiotics. One night, the wound tore open while sleeping and gushed blood. Okay. I did my best to patch it up, but ever since, I've been having severe inflammation, crusting skin, papery, oily skin, discoloration, hanging groin. Anybody know what that means? Hanging groin? Yeah, uh, I got an idea. Abnormal hair growth, spasms in my legs at night, fatigue, abdominal bloating, random puncture wounds. What are you talking about, my friend? This does not sound good as well as crawling sensations and silvery thread-like things in my hair. I've seen a urologist, dermatologist, and my primary doctor. My dermatologist said verbatim, I don't know what's wrong with you. That left me at that. I have no idea what else to do. If you please give me some guidance as what to do and what may be the issue. I always keep glassing. I think I've got a bad bite. Mommy, please help. Um, you know, I again, I have no idea. Uh, my, we typically, here's, here's where I'm going to go with this. When you've seen multiple doctors and they all say you're fine, or I, what he said is that he didn't say, I didn't know what's wrong with you. What he said was, I'm sure was, I don't know why you're having all these symptoms, right? It's not that there is even something necessarily wrong with you. I don't know how to frame it because I'm looking at the skin. I'm looking at the ural- you saw a urologist, a dermatologist, and what else? A random, random regular primary doctor. All three looked at you and you're fine, and yet you are still focused and preoccupied on silvery strands in your hair. We call that gray hair, okay? You're 26, it happens, it happens. And all the fatigue and the abdominal bloating, yep, we call those farts. Uh, And so the point is you're all this weird preoccupation, and I'm guessing the original tear was in the penis or on the trestes, you know, hanging groin, discoloration, oily skin. I have patients coming in complaining of this same kind of stuff, and they'll say it's shiny skin. It's, you tell me if you don't have the shiny skin there too. Um, and this is OCD. This is obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, I, I have seen people, I, I can't tell you for sure that's what this is because I haven't examined you, but I've seen many, 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 many cases like this where the, the dermatologist and the urologist go, I, I've seen this guy 20 times, keeps coming back complaining about silvery hairs and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and what that is, this is a common thing and it's in males typically. I think this is a man. Yep. Male. And it is usually in and around the groin where men have all kinds of neurological activity going on. And a little bit of Zoloft takes care of the whole thing. 
magically you stop seeing the silvery hairs and all this kind of stuff. Is that a that's an antidepressant? It's an antidepressant. It's an SSRI has. I don't know why Zoloft works so well for it, this. It um, helps with OCD. It helps with OCD. Well, the, the, there are a couple medicines that are better for OCD, but I have to tell you, I've had lots of experience with stuff like this because because what happens? People knew I work in a psychiatric hospital, and so this kind of thing would get to me a, a lot. In fact, doctors sometimes sent their family and stuff this is not that uncommon a thing when men get preoccupied with stuff and um just a little bit of ssri seems to break the cycle and you'll find and you and uh mr scar question you see if you're not the kind of person that has a lot of anxiety and a lot of obsessions and that's not a bad thing i'm that kind of person too so uh shall we get some voice messages in here get, get off the paper yeah I'm get down. To, yeah let's do it here let's go with uh let's go with lucas over here all right Hey, Hitler. It's Lucas out of Michigan. So one of my testicles is way smaller than the other one. Mm. Like, Let's put it in perspective. It's like a kiwi and then a grape. Is this mean I'm infertile? Get back to me. I'm coming up in May. All right, buddy. Piss on me. Beat me. Of course. Oh, um, one ball is bigger than the it, other. Yeah, it, it doesn't really mean anything necessarily. Um, sometimes it's that the other ball is bigger like there's a cystocele, like a, a cyst in it that makes it feel and seem bigger, or the epididymis is bigger, and the testes themselves are actually the same. However, I would go get this evaluated because there could be issues with torsion and blood supply, or maybe your testy didn't descend till late, which is something the doctor should know about. Um, so I would just go get it checked out and see a urologist. I, 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 I don't think you're going to get a real explanation. I don't think it's going to amount to anything, but I do think it should get checked out. What is the possibility, I mean, not possibility, but what is the effect of having a testy dis, uh, Not descend? Yeah. Cancer. They become cancerous, oh. so you have to bring them down. And and even a testy that spent time in the wrong place, I worry about. That's kind of what I was telling him to sort of make sure a urologist looked at it and thought about it a little bit. It's, it's, it's unlikely to be a big deal, but uh, I will piss on you, beat you, Lucas. <laughs> Thank you for that. And, you know, while we're on the subject, because I feel like we do such a good community service in educating... Um, you know, the, 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 all masses, the people out there. The masses, yeah, the masses, yeah. Oh, I didn't, speaking of the masses, I didn't promote the uh, new t-shirts and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Those are going to be on bumpers at the beginning okay, of the episode. Okay, moving forward. Okay, but, right. I mean, for dudes, because I know whenever, like, any little thing where if I feel something yeah. on my dick or balls, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm dying of cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what are good tips for checking out ah, your nuts at home? Okay. Um, know that all particularly young men freak out about that. It's sort of a weird area of the body and they can see it and feel it. And so they're very, and those are very important areas. You're very preoccupied with it. As I said, there's lots of neurological activity. I think I've explained to you guys before that what happens when people are coming out of a coma, men are coming out of a coma. Yeah, they start touching their they dicks. They start touching their dick. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 let's just say there's a lot of energy in the mail right there as if you didn't know. Uh, and so the testes, um, hmm. They should, first of all, they should be smooth, mostly smooth, right? But they're, they have a, all right, let's look at a picture of the testes. So, so I'm going to, you can describe it to them. They have a cap on them called the, the epididymis. So they're not strictly smooth and they flip around in the, in the ball sack, as you guys call it. Okay, look, uh, yeah, there you go. So you see how there's some irregularity at the top there. The, the, uh, this guy. Yeah. The old yeah. cap and, and, epididymis. And there can be other things in there. There can be swollen veins and there can be cysts and stuff. And these can be... Essentially, what I want you to think about is anything soft in there is good. Anything smooth and soft is normal. Though if it's a cyst or a, a swollen vein or a cystocele, you do want to get these things checked out if they're sort of large and sort of distinct from like a tire bleb on the side of a tire, you know, something coming out of the testy. You want to get that checked out. 
Um, but the testy itself should have like like the consistency of like a. Do you know what a Super Bowl is? A Super Bowl. Oh boy, I'm aging myself. Hold on. Um, I, I think we called them a Z ball. A, a rubber ball, like a firm rubber ball, not not a not a soft rubber ball. Yeah, the Super Balls. Oh, like um, one of those bouncies. Yeah, a bouncy ball. Yeah. Uh, that's it. It's just like a Super Bowls are a little more firm than testes, but it's that, that kind of feel. You should be able to squeeze it between your between your your fingers and your thumb, and it should be quite quite smooth. Now, in terms of what you need to worry about, if you're going across the surface of the test and you feel something hard, not firm, hard. Like imagine embedded in the side of that testy is a pebble. What that would feel like if you ran your hand across it, you'd feel like, oh, smooth, smooth, smooth. Ooh, a rock. It's a rock. It's sharp. It's jagged, like a piece of wood or something. That That is what you got to worry about. If you feel anything like that, and of course, get everything checked out if you, if you have any concerns at all, but you just look at this picture. Will people? How many people actually see this picture, you think? Oh, everyone that's watching okay. the show. Okay, all right. So look at that picture and, and just see how smooth and and shiny it all is it should feel that kind of smooth but but let's put up a cystoseal look up a cystoseal testicle testicle cystoseal yeah cystoseal no cystose no 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 you're gonna need a bladder with cysto c-o-e-l-e oh boy all right uh keep going down no those are very good yeah uh, hydrocele, cystocele just means fluid-filled sac. Mm. Uh, okay, to look up varicocele. I just want to give you an example of something that uh, is attached to the testy, but is nothing to worry about. VAR, varicocele, V-A-R-I. Yeah, there you go. Let's check it out. Ah, uh, 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 that's up. Oh, that's so yeah. It's a little different. That's a little different. Yeah. I, I'm, God damn! Some people's nuts look like this. Yeah, yeah. You get these engorged veins up in the up in the uh, source of the testy. And, and what's that, the deal that with feels, varicose veins? Do those hurt? Varicose veins just means veins that are enlarged. That's all it means. Oh, okay. Um, and and the those the cystocele, the varicocele, yeah, it feels like a bag of worms. See on the side Ooh. there, the bag of worms. It's nothing. It's normal. It's no big deal. Okay, go back to look up spermatocele. We're, we're going to show you guys all the different things that uh, that can can grow off your testes that are nothing. That are nothing. There you go. Uh, ah, yes. Spermatoceles are a little more sort of typical, you know, the kind of thing you're... There, the upper... upper. No, 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 no. Upper right. Just can you enlarge that picture? Oh, there we go. Well done. So you okay, see how it's just, it's just another, like, it's not a marble because marble would be hard again, right? Marble I'd worry about, though. Even that is typically nothing unless it's sort of rock-like. Uh, this is like a sec. People will say, "Oh, I have a sac- another testy. I have two testes in my ball sack." They'll say, say things like that because it does have almost the exact consistency of the uh, of the testy itself. Now, let, now let's look at an inguinal hernia in testicular sac. And, oh, you're going to see some lovely things. Inguinal hernia, which it means a hernia is just is bowel breaking through the abdominal wall essentially. And we have a weak spot in our inguinal canal. That's where people think about hernias. Pictures, pictures. Um, here we go. Ah, there you go. Well, mm, that's that's a baby. Let's see an adult. Oh, I think uh, that baby's got two dicks. No, that baby has an undescended testicle. See? Uh, yep. You see? know what? The head of the dick looked very similar to the undescended <laughs> testy. My bad, my bad. 
Uh, okay, so there you it? go. Yeah, that's what okay. I wanted. So you see the the bowel breaks through the abdominal wall and can get all the way down in the testicular sac. So you can oh, also Jesus. seal a little little soft piece of something in there that kind of moves around. If you lie down, it goes away maybe. And that's that's the other thing that can show up in the testicular sac. And when people say, I, again, I get people all the time going, I have another testy in my ball sac. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You have either a spermatocele or you have a hernia. You might have... You might be a varicocele or something that you don't really understand what you're feeling. So a lot of other things can get in the testicular sac that are not anything to worry about. None of these things are hard. They're all very soft, okay? Does that help you, Nadav? You're good now? Yeah, I think I think right. we uh, we We've helped, educated uh, the masses. Normal. We've done it. Did I, did, I mention, did I mention I wrote a book? My daughter, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually want to go more into that book. Yeah. Because I feel like, uh, uh, what's the title? Uh, it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be, be awkward. awkward. It's, for, it's for teenagers and parents, right? Because I feel like writing that book with your daughter, yeah. there's moments where it could get really awkward. Mm. And we talk about that in the book. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we talk about all of it. We just, did you talk about, hold on, did you talk about with your daughter what it's like, uh, uh, what happens if your partner doesn't want to practice safe sex, but you do, or vice versa? How do, how do you make that less awkward? Uh, we, I think we get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? She's, she's an adult. She's almost 30. Yeah. But she's also your kid. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. No. I, listen, it, I think oh, but I, you're a doctor. You have different types of relationships. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a physician, <laughs> but I, I really think it's weirder for the kids at a certain point. Right. Because I can treat her as an adult who's closer to the age of people we're talking to. I'm still her dad. Right. And so it's weirder for the for the oh for guaranteed the it was weird yeah. it was weird for her yeah but it wasn't that awkward and so here we got through it so you can too so a voice message yeah then here. I want to do some TikToks sure I got weird I got a weird TikTok thing yesterday Ooh, I, I yeah go on I well no it wasn't it wasn't a, a Christina kind of TikTok experience it was that I got on a, I was on a plane and normally I I hook my computer up to the Wi-Fi but I thought oh, I don't, I'll do it on my phone. And I went into a TikTok hole for about three hours. I couldn't stop. Yeah, that's that's what so, Christina does too. It's the weirdest thing, TikTok. It just sucks you in. All of now it's a great way to make time pass on a plane. But when I was done, I realized I had some work to do that I didn't do, and now I'm pissed. So anyway, it's my, my French lessons I didn't do. If you want to know what kind of work I'm working on, uh, okay. Uh, let's hear a voice message. All right. Hi, Dr. Drew and the beautiful cast of your mom's house podcast, well, the producers. Thank you. And um, so serious. My name's Noah. I'm Noah. 23. I'm okay. from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm gay, and I've had the same boyfriend for over a year now. He's 19. And um, normally when we have um, premarital sex, I normally have to be the one on top because no matter how many doctors I go to, I've gone to two GIs, my physician everyone over the fact that I always seem to have a UTI that then turned into prostitutes, which if anything happens down there, a lot of trouble happens. Wait, wait, wait. So hold hold this tape for a second. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I want to hear. I want to make sure I'm understanding Noah. He said he has to be on top? He said he has to be on top, meaning that, you know, he doesn't bottom when he has. Does, but, but how can you get... It means he's the one doing the fucking. But that's how you get prostatitis. Is A and V, A and in, I mean P and A, right? And the bottom, I mean, it can irritate the prostate. Is that? I'm well, I think confused. he's saying that's why he has to stay away from that. Is because he can't. Well, I mean, we're we still got about halfway. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's hear more. I want to hear. I just want to. I just want to sound it. Make sure I'm following him properly. So he's seeing from being. Right. So, so, so we so call far that we know he could only be on top. 
we call that being the, the not being the receptive partner. So mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, he's the giver. Yeah, giver. Yeah, pitcher. Right, so pitcher. I, w- I went back a few seconds. Just yes, so please. Good. Situs, which if anything happens down there, a lot of trouble happens. That's bad. I yeah. used to weigh 300 pounds when <gasps> I was 18. Now I weigh 145. Wow. And I lost all that weight when I was 20. And I don't know if it has anything to do with that. I seem to also get hemorrhoids easily, even though I don't really shit much. I mean, I go the normal amount, I feel. I work out every day. I uh, I do what I can. Um, I don't know. I just want to be better so my boyfriend can have a, a full, good chance. Full experience. At um, being on top. Um, you best bet I'm coming up in May. Thank you. You best bet. And by the way... R.I.P. Right. Uh, this t- is a little bit further t- in the future. To Ed Asner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now that Ed's gone, um, are we sure that's not Ed Asner? <laughs> those tapes. Well, one By thing's for sure: we're not getting any new tapes from here on out. Yeah. You know, so we can't confirm or deny. I still think it might be, but you know, it's a uh, man. It looks like is him. this blaspheme to speak ill of the dead? No, no. I'm just. I no. That's when you can speak of the dead. Uh, and I, I'm doing it with full respect and full, uh, full, um, uh, you know, honor Ed Asner. He's a great guy and a, and a great actor. And I, I watched an, a whole scene with him and um, in Curb Your Enthusiasm yesterday in my, one of my TikTok holes. So in one of your TikTok holes. And speaking of uh, where your hole is, uh, back to uh, Noah. helping Noah yeah. getting butt yeah, fucked yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Well, yeah. Very delicate of you to put it that way. Thank you. Um, so here's I'm just the. To help. So most of the all right. So most of the problem I have dealt with with uh, part giving and receiving partners that are male, well, not even male, just anybody. In, in, uh, let's talk about people engaged in anal sex. All right, that the issue is typically the urethra gets uh, a dose of bacteria, and it can be irritating to the urethra. Right, because that's inside the body. No, because it's all outside the body. Because last episode you said the urethra was inside. The oh, body. urethra is inside the body. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. It's but it's going to a place <laughs> that's still outside the body and filled with bacteria. Right, that's yeah. where the problem. And happen. remember, I said it's sort of inside and outside, right? So you can kind of get away with it sometimes, but some people it doesn't. The immune function isn't that good, and the bacteria get up into the bladder and the prostate. It's a huge old mess. And I thought that's what you were talking about, and that's kind of an easy problem to do with. Deal with. You just wear a condom, right? Which which is not a bad idea. Generally, anyone engaged with a penis in anal sex, not a bad idea. Okay, so that's one solution for the giving partner. But you're saying, he's saying he can't be the receptive partner. I want to make sure I'm hearing him. Right. And so what he's talking about is some sort of irritation of the prostate. Um, I'm wondering if he, (laughs) hmm, hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's a way you could be gentler back there. Maybe I mean, you have to, you know, everyone, every partner has to sort of adjust to the other partner and your your boyfriend, your unmarried boyfriend, who it sounds like you might be getting engaged the way you're describing it as premarital sex, which is interesting. Uh, so congratulations if you are. Uh, that he needs to adjust to your situation. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be a receptive partner. I'm saying, yeah, if you're a receptive partner, you will get hemorrhoids. If you get hemorrhoids, you are prone to urinary irritation and prostate. That that's one of the ways that the prostate gets inflamed is hemorrhoids and irritating the rectum. Some people get prostatitis after just diarrhea. If they get a diarrhea, they'll be followed by prostatitis. Some oh, people Jesus. are sort of set up. Yeah, it can happen. And so it may be the hemorrhoids. It may be the amount of irritation or how long you're doing it. So I would say 
that I, I wouldn't say don't do it. I would say you're going to have to experiment with sort of what you can tolerate. And there's yet another thing you could do, which we do with women that get uh, uh, cystitis, bladder infections after sex. You take an antibiotic every time you have sex. And there's Ooh, something can't, like can't that wreak havoc on your system that for on your immune system? Like if you're if you're taking it after every so, let's so, say, he, so here's let's the thing about your fuck twice your, a week your immune your immune system is not affected by antibiotics. Antibiotics have zero effect on your immune system. They affect the bacteria that live in and around your body and can make them resistant and more powerful. And the whole biosphere of bacteria are altered by too much antibiotics. This, though, might be an appropriate way to use antibiotics, and I wouldn't say a complete course of antibiotics. Again, I don't want to be... I, I'm just saying to sort of suppress whatever might be going on with a couple of doses of antibiotic shouldn't create bacterial resistance, which is what we worry about with bacteria, and might help suppress the prostatitis. So how does that sound? You see? That's interesting. I mm -hmm. actually... So is it... you? I just saw an email that caught my... <laughs> we'll get to that one in a second. Um, so maybe there's a... I don't know, Noah, because I, I I really sympathize with you, and I'm trying to figure out how we can get... Why, don't I, why don't I believe you when you say that? You sound, you sound a little bit glib when you say that, my friend. What do you mean? You sound, you, you really sympathize with him, but I felt like you didn't really sympathize I, with him. No, I really do. This guy okay. wants to get butt-fucked, and he can't get butt-fucked. So well, you trying keep to calling get... it butt-fucked, and it's hard to take you seriously when you say that. He wants to have sex with his boyfriend, his partner. Uh-huh. <laughs> He just wants to make sweet premarital loves with his Zolo, boyfriend. Zolo, Zolo, don't laugh at him. We say shit like that. Do not laugh at him. He's the one that named the file. This. <laughs> what did he name the file? What did he name it? Noah underscore help me get butt fucked. <laughs> Zolo's a young man. I so, can't. I can't fault him for all for being silly. So sorry. Yeah, it's I'm right in front of me. That's now. why I keep saying it. But okay, all right. But I'm saying, like, maybe we could help roll some things out. So you're saying that maybe it's the introduction of, of urethral bacteria that's been no, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying it doesn't. He's not talking about that because it'd be simple, and you just put a condom on. What I'm saying is, start with a finger, then maybe a little penile and sort of gently, not so aggressively, like a butt plug or something. And is what I was no pe like get, a get, uh, maybe, but get to the penis. Sterile. You got the idea is getting to the penis without triggering hemorrhoids or prostatitis. And it may all be the hemorrhoids. You may get a, that may be your thing you got to watch out for. And a way to prevent the prostatitis is to take a dose of an antibiotic or maybe even two doses after the uh, activity and see if you can find this kind of sort of an adjusted happy medium here. I'd say that's a pretty interesting solution. Voice Drew. message, voice say message. The same thing. Actually, I have now another follow-up question. Oh, no. And this has nothing to do with me, maybe mm. just a friend of mine. How do you uh. get ahead of hemorrhoids? How do you get ahead of them? Yeah, like if you, you know that, like like Noah over okay, here. Okay, ready? Poor Noah trying to yeah, get yeah, yeah. Fucked. If yeah. if I were if I were speaking to someone who had hemorrhoids, Noah. Uh, yeah, you're speaking to Noah. Somebody, <laughs> if somebody on a microphone were talking to me about uh, hemorrhoids, I would tell them to lose weight. I would tell them not to strain. Noah's Hold already on. lost 145 Hold on. pounds. Hold on. I would tell them to do the Metamucil, which I know Noah also does already. Uh, I would tell them to. Um, what are the other things we can do for the hemorrhoids? Probably not put shit in your anus if you can avoid it. Actually, um, that is something that I wanted to ask about. No, I know that we. I keep on going back to Noah's voicemail, mm -hmm. but like he said that he went from like two hundred something Three, pounds, three hundred to, to one forty five, which is like crazy. That, there's like no, tiny. There's no way that 
that has nothing to do with some of the stuff that like uh, it, that's a crazy change to go through. It, it is, 19, but but right? I, I, yeah, but I, mm, it, again, the young people can tolerate a lot. I, I don't I don't really. He read, lost half of his body. I know, and he's a tiny person too, and uh, I, I'm that may have more to do with the how the anus is affected, but uh, be that as it may. Um, more Metamucil if that doesn't do it. More still until you get you know, and it, you might need a stool softener. Uh, more bulk in your diet if you can do that. And if you have really problems with hemorrhoids, you can have them banded, uh, which these days is a better procedure than it used to be. It's not as uncomfortable Ooh, as it. That banded now. Rem- correct have, me if did, I'm wrong. Did, did somebody have that done? Who had? Did Noah have that done? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, Noah didn't say that in the voicemail, yeah. but I have seen pictures ah. of uh, of hemorrhoids getting banded, yeah. and it seems like the craziest. I've heard someone describe it, and it's just like, like I think red band, maybe. Okay. Where he was just like, like you get it tied off with a rubber band, and then it just feels like a tickle for like a couple days till it falls off and dies or something. It kind of, or they can clip them, uh, and sometimes it can be terribly uncomfortable. I don't want to kid you. It sometimes it can feel like. You you can't imagine you didn't know how much your anus moved <laughs> until Jeez. you have a hemorrhoid procedure. And the hemorrhoids, like it's normally like there's a problem. Like it's not like you're getting new hemorrhoids every time. It's the same one that's just. Uh, right? uh you no, you get new ones. You get huh. new crops. But the the problem ones are the ones that the, that won't go away. Are the ones you want to kind of treat. Oh, and yes, you can take hot baths if you have a problem. You were talking about how to avoid hemorrhoids, but if you have right. them, hot baths, Anusol HC is very good ointment for that. Um, tux pads, that kind of stuff. Uh, voice message. Is there a female I can get in here for a voice message? Let's see. Let's Young lady? See. Yep, we got a lady. All right, let's do it. Hi, Dr. Jeans. This is Emily. Hi, Booth Boys. Um, I have a question. I'm a 24-year-old female. I've been a daily pot smoker since I was about 19 or so. Um, I'm trying to do a career switch here. I haven't smoked in almost six weeks. I took a drug test at home the other day, and I'm still pissing dirty. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I know. Is there anything I can do to speed this process up? Um, I fucking yeah. hate my job. <laughs> no. I'm lost. Any help would be appreciated, Dr. Emily, Drew. I'm sorry. And uh, just for you, butthole. Thanks, Jean. See how she says it? See how that? Good for Emily. You are, Emily, Emily says it good. I, Emily's the best. Emily's my, my new favorite person. Uh, so, Emily, I'm sorry the job sucks. Uh, good for you for stopping the weed. Um, and, you know, e. e you can, you can be positive for, for months. I'm not going to kid you. So, what a so, bummer. And here's what makes it sometimes turn positive, which is it's, it's, it's in your fat tissue, in your adipose tissue. So if you exercise or lose weight, that will release a certain amount of cannabis. Some people actually get high when they, they have enough in their tissue. So what I would probably do is uh, I would try to lose a couple of pounds. I would exercise aggressively. And then I would eat normally and lots of fluids along the way, lots and lots, and then I would retest. Um, and then do not adjust your diet from there. Make, you know, sort of time it so you can keep eating normally, not lose any weight, not exercise too much uh, as you move into the drug test. Um, if it's an environment, though, that is testing you all the time, man, it can go up to three months. It can, it can be sort of I, – you've only been smoking – well, only for five years. But, but I've it, heard six months before I, it, can, it can well that's my point if you lose weight or exercise it can come out all of a sudden months and months and months later that can happen pretty rare pretty rare i i've really only seen it i would say up to about three months but yeah what the fuck it's crazy isn't it so do what i said lose a couple pounds exercise your ass off lots of fluids eat normally and then see if you can't can't get a negative screen going oh poor emily my favorite person oh uh, i smell dead people 
Uh, I had COVID in April, lost my taste and smell. I had, work as a funeral director, regularly bomb bodies. Oh, this is cool. This is Lindsay from Ontario. I got a smell stuck in my nose, the smell of decompensating people. And every time I smell brown or blood, which I smell very regularly at my job, it always smells like decompensation instead. Even when I make brown, it smells like decomposing bodies. Cannot get away from it. I've uh, been going on since May when my sense of smell first came back. I wanted this to go away. Someone told me to chew a lot of mint gum and it should eventually reset. Do you think any tips how to get my smell back because I'm going crazy? Uh, Lindsay, this isn't just from your embalming uh, activity. This is from COVID. Uh, there's a name for this and it's escaping me right now. It's, uh, oh crap. Let, let's, let's a word for uh, persistent bad smell. Just look that up. Word for persistent bad smell. Um, it is, the word is, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the word? Mm-hmm. Fetid, No, fusty. no, no, but where's the word? Uh, keep going down, bad smelling. <laughs> smelling, oh, no, it's a medical term. It's called like, no, it's not halitosis. Um, medical term, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all. Uh, Hypo, hyposmia. It's, it's like parosmia, uh, let's see. Uh, I think it's parosmia, I think that's it, per- parosmia is the term and it's it's a it's a neurological problem that people get after covid and uh i have actually seen some uh cacosmia wow what is that disorder of the sense of smell type of parosmia this is like this parosmia when you smell shit all the time this one i had a, a friend of mine who couldn't eat because everything smelled like shit and in your case it's all decomposing body Ugh, it's the same thing what a so nightmare. so every time she had green eggs and ham you know anything or pizza it smelled like shit and she didn't want to eat it and so it's, it's parosmia is the general term. And I bet para- she lost a ton of weight, huh? She did lose some weight, and she did not have much to lose. Oh, no. And so she got desperate looking for a solution, and she, okay, I'm making you, I'm going to tell you where you can get this. She used exosome, uh, stem cell exosomes, dripped into her nasal cavity and had a very rapid response. So that, to me, leads me to believe that, because I saw this case, and I've not seen anything else really work, uh, that there must be an inflammatory component to this. Um, you know, you getting a certain smell stuck in your head to me sounds like a, a, a sort of a conditioning thing that's associated with this. I don't think it's causational. I think it's just a coincidence that that all happened. But the parosmia itself can be treated with stem cells. Uh, there's a guy named Gary Brecka, B-R-E-C-K-A, that does this. I'm not making a specific recommendation because it's, I don't know you, but I can tell you that I've seen it was actually his wife that got treated with exosomes, exosomes uh, and stem cell, and uh, it worked rapidly. So I could see where you might want to do something. It's very unpleasant. Oh. Parosmias are terribly unpleasant, and in the heels of COVID, we're seeing a bit of a bit of parosmia. So, so if there's something wrong with your smell, you should be doing lines of stem cells, and then that should clear you right up. Well, there you go. If that's how you want to do it, <laughs> if, you, if you're a cocaine addict, that's the only way you can imagine putting things up your nose. It literally is something that needs to be dripped in kind of slowly. Like an eye, uh, like eye drop That kind of thing. thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, TikTok, come on now. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, we got a fun batch for you. You ready? All right. All right. I'm ready. Oh. Sit back. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. You the, like that? The question is, my question in my mind, other than it being extraordinary, I mean, just because I've never seen anything quite like that, is what does he think he's doing? Does he, does he just creating something fantastic? Does he have Does he have other TikToks? I don't know. This was just uh, Christina founded and curated. I, I almost have to go on right now. Give me another one. Yep. Here. Is, oh, here's an update from someone you might really like. Okay. Winter is coming. No more hot girl summer. No more twerking. Once you're over 35 or 40 years old, what do you have? You got bad knees, bunions, and type 1 diabetes. What's he talking about? I don't understand even what this it really is. This is Kevin Samuels, who's the guy that uh, uh, when women are like, hey, where's you know, where's my knight in sh- shining armor? Yeah, He's yeah. He's the one that says, you're no queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve that. So the, but, but why does he want them to stop twerking? You think he'd want them to twerk? Like, it's just he's saying, if you twerk now, you're going to be, no, you, uh, let me, as a physician, let me just tell you, no, you're not. You're not going to, now, if you're, here's where he's right, though. If in order to twerk, you're putting a lot of adipose tissue on your butt, and like you're gaining a bunch of weight to do it, and, and, and by the way, Brazilian butt lifts are one of the most dangerous plastic procedures you can have. Go so on. I, so I don't recommend that, number one. And number two, if you're putting a bunch of weight back there, he's right because oh, what are you doing, Brazilian butt lift? No, we need to get into why these are bad for you. And um, they can kill you. They are, you know. I, I just had my plastic surgeon friend. Yeah, I think it's because you're putting a lot of stuff into tissue that can get infected and break down. I never even so. realized. I thought this was always a joke that people got butt implants, but people actually do oh, this. Oh, a lot. Oh. It's one of the more common procedures, and it, the, all my plastic buddies say, you know, this is. They do it all the time, but it is a dangerous, not benign. Shit can go down. So I'm sure if you watch Botch, you'll see lots of uh, stuff that goes bad. It looks great. Good for you. But it's not without its risk. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. All right. It's weird that I always thought, you know, when I first started hearing about it, I thought it was some sort of an actual surgical lift, not just an injection. of. And, and what they inject is actually kind of controversial. And what should be injected, also kind of controversial. So. Concrete. Yeah, not a good idea. Uh, I've seen a couple of videos with that where it's just like, oh. yeah, if you get it done in the back alley, don't expect to not get concrete in there. Uh, hey, listen, oh, that's gross. It's just terrible. But but not only back alley, even legitimately done, it can have problems. So. Concrete? There's normal uh, doctors a, a, putting a, a, concrete a, a, in the Stop butt. it. A Brazilian butt lift, butt lift under good conditions can result in a bad outcome. That's all I'm saying. And right. is it, hold on. So it's not an implant. It's an injection is what you're saying? There are butt implants. Look up butt implant. Okay. Look up butt implant. Brazilian butt lift is an injectable. And I think there's like three or four different common injectable stuff. I, this isn't uh, my area of just expertise. Just out cost. Ooh, actually, let's see how much it costs. All right. Oh, 5.2,000. Very Which affordable. Crazy. All right. Crazy. Butt implant. Here we go. Types. Types, risk, loss, cost, everything you need to know. What fat we, transfer? Fat transfer is sort of more the Brazilian butt lift, right? Oh, okay. And then uh, the Sculptra butt lift. Injection to the soft tissue of the buttocks. Yeah. Hydrogel silicone blood injections. These are all the other that's, ones. I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Hydrogel and silicone I think they actually injection. you can put in a, a, a device in. I think that happens too, I think. Oh, that you then hand pump and you could be like, no, no, my no, ass is no, getting bigger No, now. no, you're just a device. It's just like a breast implant. They can put, there you go, silicone implants. That's right. It. All right. Uh, Liposuction. Are butt implants safe? Oh, so well, let's see what that says. Okay. Document 95% satisfaction. Despite the high success, butt implant surgery still poses risk. That's what I told you. 
pain, scarring, kin, skin discoloration, infection, fluid I mean, accumulation, allergic reactions, excessive every bleeding. Every surgery. Yeah, but I'm, though, right? I am hearing from my plastic peers that this is one that especially they gotcha. worry about. This so, is more risky. It's big areas of tissue and lots of uh, disruption. So, okay, that's it. And more TikTok. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry for that tangent. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Back to the goal. I'm proud to say I stink. I'm proud to say I smell. I'm proud to say I don't take showers. I'm proud to say I don't own a bar soap. I'm proud to say my breath smells. I'm proud to say I don't own toothpaste. I'm proud to say I don't own a toothbrush. I'm proud to say I don't wipe my ass after I shit. I don't own toilet paper. Why does that make you proud? Oh, no. Hang on here. Look at his head. Is that mm -hmm. a scar? Like he was hit with an axe in his head? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, could he have had a brain injury? I mean, I could see where uh, it, 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 avail yourself of the case of Phileas Gage. Phileas Gage is the guy that had a bar blow through his his uh, orbit and his head and survived, and he ended up kind of like this. Yeah, he started kinda, being proud of not wiping his ass. <laughs> he he became um, unable to care for himself, or and became sort of obnoxious. And I I don't understand. I do I don't I I. Um, sir, I'd like to know more. And if you had a head injury, I, I'm sorry. But I don't understand why people would be proud of making themselves less palatable by other humans. You know what I mean? And by the way, predisposed to losing your gums and your dental caries. I don't get it. I don't understand. Can we do it? Can we, we can't really get closer on that wound, can we? Uh, no, yeah. but I could tell you, I'm looking real close right yeah, now, and yeah. your uh, your axe wound theory kind of matches up with what I'm seeing. Yeah, that is not that's not a skin wound. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not a scalp. He, wound. he definitely hurt his head at some point. Yeah, in his life. That, that is like that dude. Give me some more movement. Is, is that the end of the tape, or does it keep going? It's the end. But All you right. know what? I think seeing. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's just I'm proud the my breath smells. I'm proud. I think the sound yeah, yeah, is yeah. kind of getting in our way. Yeah. Maybe he just frowns a lot. I can't tell if that's a frown wrinkle. Well, no, no that is, um, but he does not have any other neurological anything, which is weird. He goes right down on the midline where he got his wound. All right. Maybe this is a genetic. No, no, no. Stop. No more speculation. We're we're good. We're good. Okay. I, I, and and by the way, in the in this uh, woke, uh, not rational re revolution world, I could see where people could take a stance like this and be proud of it i don't understand it but good for you next all right here's the next tiktok me and i wasn't so this is a this is a cannibal tiktok no come on no yeah somebody just got their grandmother here i'll read the subtitles for you because i think somebody just got their grandmother to do it flesh tastes very sweet Oh, Jesus. The skin doesn't taste so good. Oh, my. But the meat underneath is very Oh, sweet. boy. Oh, boy. You well, know, I actually have, uh, I, re I remember this uh, this from when I was a kid. I remember seeing like a really wild documentary on HBO that I shouldn't have seen as young as I did. Um, and it was, I remember they were interviewing cannibals and they're like, oh, yeah, it's it tastes so good. It tastes like, cor like cor sweet like corn. Like these were like cannibal societies or something Nah, it was like serial murders that oh were my god and they were just oh like yeah how I kept old them were in you freezer. uh like middle school definitely oh my god gentlemen in the booth it just explains so much Paul, what does it so explain? much what does it explain a, a, a career at ymh was was a, 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 a predictable outcome of all that trauma i also watched episodes of cat house that probably imprinted on me 
And that was uh, Dennis, what's his name? Yeah, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Wait, Hopper. no, not Dennis Hoff's. Hopper. Dennis Hoff. Dennis Hoff. Dennis That's Hoff's a, place. Dennis Hoff. At least, was, uh, was, at least there was a good, fun quality to that. It wasn't quite as dark as people eating each other. Oh, Nadav, I'm so, you know. Wait, does that really? Hold on. Is saying cannibal. All I know is I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm, no, I'm, yeah, it was pretty upsetting to me at I, the time, I'm, too. I'm, I just had no one to talk to about I am it. Weirdly, <laughs> I'm weirdly messed up by today's show. I really am. I don't know why. Let's see. Can we? Can we? Hold on. How much could this affect? I, I don't know. I don't. I well, I don't know, right? I. I. I but it's. I'm certain it didn't help. Uh, number one. I mean, things still bother me, so I'm and, not dead inside. And, and number you know? two, I know you don't dissociate the way Annie does. Like I'm dissociating. Goodbye, right. everybody. Uh, but but what I'm more curious about is why I'm so upset by this show today. You know what I mean? So this show, I don't know why, just got me. Just, I don't know why. Just look into your heart and let it I, out, I, Drew. I, 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 don't I, wanna, I don't know. I don't know. I want this to be a safe space for you. Uh, okay, I want to. I want to see if I can pick something off the video uh, menu. See if Here, you know what? There. How about we end? Because I think this next TikTok, I think will be a really nice. All note. right. Uh, it'll oh, be I a hope nice. So. I don't concert. trust you, but go ahead. No, no, no I mean it. I mean. All right. right. I've been eating butter every day for six years now. Mm. Ew! That, that's ice cream. As soon as I wake up. I eat butter. Oh! I can't fall asleep unless I eat two cups of butter before mm. bed. Okay, it looks like margarine too, by the way, not butter. Um, I I don't know. Give me another one. It didn't do it. <laughs> that one didn't do it for you. No, that's some sort of weird. That is a weird. Listen, never underestimate the potential range of fetish. That is some sort of weird fetish thing. Wait, feeding, hold on. Fe what, feeding thing. Is it fetish though? Because I don't think she's not her to fetish. It's not her fetish. It's that that sh that somebody wanted that video. I'm telling you, somebody. No, she's just explaining her own addiction. I am telling you, somebody fed back to her and went, "Please, more butter eating." <laughs> Never underestimate the range of male fetish. That's all I'm telling so you. We'll go ahead and try. Because she, she didn't need to. She you. didn't need to show us the butter in her mouth. You know what I mean? That's what. That's what ruined this whole thing for me. And I, that's why I Ooh, knew it was some sort of weird. I feel like this is actually a little bit more telling of you, Drew. You you liked her spitting out the butter like that? Like, no, but you gross. assuming that someone had to have asked for this is the only reason she would have. Uh, it's not this. the only reason, but I I know. She, <laughs> someone's just. I asking, have X-ray vision. Is she addicted to butter, and she's saying, "Am I?" I have X-ray vision. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, all right let's try and yeah. cleanse your palate with this next yeah, one. Yeah, then. please, please. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're ugly, and that's okay. You know, it's not your fault, so don't feel bad. Your parents saw each other, and they knew they're both ugly, and they still chose to have kids. That's not on you. That's that's on them. Okay, thank you, thank you. You know, I, I'm realizing that I just need a little time out. That's what I need. Nothing's <laughs> going to clear my palate because that didn't even do it. Is, is there a ter horrible or hilarious or something that I can? Uh, just uh, what else? Yeah, there? let me oh. see if there's something. Was, is how kids? Hide? No, that's going to create more. Okay, let me end this. Oh, yeah, show. all these are going to bump. Yeah, you I'm out. a. Uh, <laughs> I will save them for next time. It's a good promo for next show. Um, but I want to. I want to. Uh, I didn't get anything out of the Booth Boys today, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna double down on that next time. So you watch out. Uh, we're, we're gonna be. We're gonna be doing a little, little investigative conversation with our friends in the booth. Hell you guys yeah. ready for that? Hell right. yeah, dude! All right. Uh, thank you guys for being here again. It's eight one eight two five three one six nine three. Doctor Gmail dot com, et cetera, et cetera. Get the new merch. Keep the Rational Revolution alive, and I'll see you next time. 
All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician.